You're listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. The goal of this podcast is to help business owners be successful and gain the advantage. Nancy has helped some of today's top Fortune 500 companies across a wide spectrum of industries work through their toughest challenges. She can help you too. So if you can't find the solutions you need, there are no more books to read or workshops to attend. The Nancy Gaines Show can be the difference between your success and failure. And now your host, Nancy Gaines. Hi, this is Nancy Gaines, and welcome to the Nancy Gaines Show, where we provide actionable ideas for entrepreneurs to grow their business and be even more productive. The focus of today's podcast is all about growing your small business. I'm super excited to have a very special guest with me, Tim Fulton. Let me tell you all about Tim. He is a nationally recognized small business consultant and advocate with more than 30 years of experience in entrepreneurship. He's a successful business owner, a small business counselor, and a university professor adjunct. Tim's purpose and passion is helping others succeed. He has worked with thousands of business startups and served as a director at top centers at multiple universities. He's an author, public speaker, and has appeared on television and radio programs, sharing his expertise on small business and entrepreneurship. Welcome, Tim. Thanks for sharing part of your day. What else do you want to add to that introduction? <laughs> hey, Nancy, I'm so excited to be with you today and to, to be on your program and to, to share what I can with your, with your listeners. Awesome. Well, we're super excited to have you. You're from Atlanta, is that right? That's, that's correct. Normally hot Atlanta, but this morning it was about 35 degrees, so we're still a little cool here. We're warmer up here in, in Denver. I actually have family down in Atlanta, and I think it's hilarious that your last name is the name of the county you live in. Right? Aren't you in Fulton County? I, I do, and I, I get questioned about that on occasion. I, I wish it meant more than, than it is. I think you should make up a story around that. Just you're like, yeah, my family started this decades ago, and it's really cool. Yeah. But awesome, awesome. So personally, I believe small businesses are the heart of our economy. Why are you so passionate about small businesses, Tim? Uh, Nancy, right away, I can I can see that we share that. I'm, I've, I've been involved in entrepreneurship since I was an early teenager, uh, delivering newspapers and selling bumper stickers at school and cutting neighbors' yards. I was always looking for different ways of making money and learning the hard lessons of cash flow and customer retention and employee recruitment. So and I was in, uh, involved with a variety of different businesses of my own over about 15 years and then turned to helping other small business owners. I found that I enjoyed helping other business owners as much as I enjoyed uh, growing my own enterprises. And now for over 20 years, I've been involved as a coach and a counselor and a, as a mentor to small business owners. And I'm with you. It's, it's the heart and soul of our economy. Yeah, you're lucky that you got an early start. I was late to the entrepreneur party. I didn't get here until my, my late 40s, almost 50s, and I hated selling as a kid. I hated selling world's finest chocolate. I hated selling raffle tickets. I just hated it. How come it didn't bother you to sell? You know, I, I don't know. I just I got used to, I guess, getting rejected at an early age, and I just found it, it just didn't bother me. I knew with 
every four or five no's, I was going to get a yes. And then uh, not too long, I'd, I was getting more yeses than I was getting no's. So I guess I just, I just learned resilience and, you know, the, the importance of overcoming adversity at, at, a, at an early age, and it has stuck with me ever since. Good for you. That's really fortunate because I think that's one of the biggest mindset hurdles a lot of people have is selling. Do you find that comes up when you're coaching and consulting people? Absolutely, and I find it's one of the most critical, I think, uh, determining factors for a successful entrepreneur is, you know, is being resilient. There was a, uh, Nancy, you might have seen this a couple years ago, an interesting article in Inc. Magazine, and they, they just made the assumption that one of the biggest drivers of success for business owners was intelligence, IQ. And so they took a group of really successful small business owners, tested them, and this, this is really good news for me and maybe some of your listeners. They found no correlation at all between IQ and, and success in business. And so then they said, well, if it's not IQ, it must be their EQ, their emotional quotient, their emotional intelligence. And so they tested the same group, tested their emotional intelligence, and in this case they found some correlation between emotional intelligence, how well you get, get along with others, emotional intelligence, and success in business. But it wasn't what they were looking for, so they, they tried one more attribute. Uh, it's what's referred to your, as your adversity quotient, similar to you know, something you can be tested for, your AQ. And Nancy, in this case, they found a direct correlation between AQ and success in business. And I see that time after time after time with my clients, particularly the successful entrepreneurs, is they have a very high AQ. They, they have overcome adversity. They continue to overcome adversity. They share a, a mindset. It's a this too shall pass mindset. Like, I've been through this before. I can get through it again. And it pays off in huge dividends, you know, as entrepreneurs. That is so true. I like how you put that because it does take a lot of resilience, and people have to know that there's going to be ups and downs in a business, but you always come out ahead if you stick through it. Let me ask you, I found your website that you lead a Vistage chapter. Can you share some mm-hmm. tips to help the newer business owner to quickly grow their revenues? Because I know Vistage has certain income levels. What are things people sure. can do right now? To, in order to, to grow their revenue, I think, uh, Nancy, a couple things come to mind. One is to be very clear, to gain clarity around one's competitive advantages. What is it that I can do better than anyone else? Uh, as Seth Godin talked about in his book, Purple Cow, what is my only? What, is the, what, what can I do that better than anyone else? What is unique about me? And then leveraging that competitive advantage. I, I find oftentimes people are in business for quite a while, before they really begin to focus on their uniqueness, their competitive advantage. So that their competitive advantage would be one thing that comes to mind. Nancy, the second thing that I think is important in terms of clarity is, is your customers, is understanding who your best customers are. It's the old 80-20 rule that you're going to get 80% of your revenue from 20% of your customers. So figuring out early on who are those best customers Understanding those customers in terms of their their demographics, and maybe more importantly, in terms of their 
psychographics. Psychographics, you know, why do they buy? What motivates them to buy? And so understanding, you know, that, that picture, that profile of my best customer, and then just zeroing, zeroing in on that, and then the, the third thing, if I might, that, Nancy, I think is really important for a, a relatively new business owner is realizing sooner than later that we are not, we're, not a, we're not Superman or Superwoman. We can't do it all, and the sooner that I'm willing to delegate, the sooner I'm willing to give up those things that are not my strengths, my core competencies, and find others to take on those responsibilities, the growth of my business will only accelerate once I've decided to do that. So being willing to, to let go and delegate, I think, is absolutely critical to a, to a new business. I totally agree with that. A lot of my clients as a business coach I run to, I have to ask them, what's more important to you, growth or control? Because you can't have them both at the same time or you're not going to grow. And if you have too much control, you're, max, you're limiting how much you can expand. And so growth and control is the question every entrepreneur has to ask themselves at some point, or they're going to stay stuck exactly where they are. True? Oh, I agree completely. And, and the way that I've heard it put, Nancy, is that every founder of a business has essentially two motivations. They either want to be king or they want to be rich. If they want to be <laughs> king, they want to have complete control over everything and never let go, right? They, they want to control everything. And that works for a while, but at some point the business growth will stall if, if I'm not willing to give up certain responsibilities. If my motivation is to become rich, sooner than later I find the best people and align those people with their core competencies, and I just let them go, and the, and the business will ride on their coattails. That is awesome. Mind if I borrow that? I like that. King or rich? Not, not at all. Not at all. I, I, I don't know who I got it from, but it wasn't my idea. It works, so. Hey, tell us about the business growth stages. Or how about, can I tell you yeah. what I think they are, and then you can, you sure. can tell me what yours sure. are? These yep. are mine. I like to help people at level three. So level one is kind of the, the newlywed stage to me where you're like, this is going to be awesome. I'm going to make my own hours, make my own money. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. And then level two is realization hits, and it's kind of like that, oh, crap feeling. I need to get clients. I need to get money. I've got bills to pay. And then level three is where it finally comes together, but you've got more money than time. And I like to help people at that stage because we put more systems mm -hmm. and processes in place. What are your growth stages? Yeah, that's very interesting, Nancy. I like, I like how the, you've laid that out. I tend to think of just the, you know the normal kind of business life cycle. It's you know the startup phase that you know that painful startup phase when we're 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 trying to get our first couple customers. We're figuring out exactly what it is that we're trying to to sell, what our product is. We're we're running on you know very little capital, and and then as you described, we begin to pick up some customers. We gain a little traction. We begin to see growth. And, you know, then our motivation is, is pure revenue, even though, you know, revenue is vanity for most of us. You know, it's all about revenue, trying to get to, you know, a million dollars in revenue and two million dollars in revenue. But at some point, we then begin to realize that it's not all about revenue, that at some point I have to start making money. And that's a, that's a big, I find, a big mind shift for many small business owners from revenue, revenue, revenue to I've got to become profitable. Some businesses never get there. 
But the ones that do, you know, it's a big shift to, okay, I've got to begin seeing a return on my investment. And to me, that's a really important phase, that, that shift. And then for some businesses, it's reaching a, a maturity stage when the growth begins to decelerate or maybe it, it flattens out. I, I hit a ceiling of sort and then trying to figure out how to bust through that kind of a natural barrier that almost every small business, is, every small business faces. And whether it's because, again, I'm willing, unwilling to delegate or later on it's because of a, a lack of design in the business, policies, procedures, um, and there's just chaos, and the business you know, won't be able to grow its way through that chaos. So just helping businesses through kind of that mature stage and, and trying to get them back to that growth stage that we all want to be in, that's where I love to be. I love helping business owners find their way back to growth. That's awesome. That's definitely more academic than mine. <laughs> but definitely makes sense. So tell us about some of your teaching things. What do you teach as part of the university teams? The, most of my, my teaching and training has been a program called Grow Smart, which is offered here not only in Georgia. I've been in Texas. I've been in Kansas not far from you. I've been down in, in Alabama. And it's a 40-hour training program, five five full days. Each day is devoted to a different area of the business. The first day is all about strategy and, and strategic planning and growth. The second day is all about marketing. The third day is leadership and HR best practices. The fourth day, I just finished a program today, financial management. And the fifth day is organizational design. So 40 hours, five full days primarily geared towards someone who's been in business maybe three to five years. They've figured out the, the technical part of their business, but they've not really gotten the training, the education around the management part of their business, and that's where they fit into this program. That's awesome. So if people want to do that, do they have to belong to the university, or can anybody fly in to do that? They don't. They can. We do have. We have people drive in. We have people fly in. Um, I, I, I do this program oftentimes here in Georgia with the Small Business Development Centers. They're part of the, the SBA, the Small Business Administration. We've had almost 3,000 business owners in Georgia go through the program, and I've just been just blessed to have the opportunity to, to work with those business owners, helping them figure out how to successfully grow their business. That is awesome. So speaking of how generous you are with your time, I was browsing your website, and I love all the free tools that you have. And the cool thing is you don't make people opt in before you give it to them. You're like, here you go. Mm -hmm. This is really cool. I really liked your Growth Smart three-year ratio tool. It kind of makes the math mm -hmm. very simple for people that might be afraid mm -hmm. of all the different math ratios. Where should people start with all your tools? Yeah, uh, well, thank you. I appreciate you You're promoting the website. We love having visitors come there. You know, I've been so blessed with what people have shared with me that I, I like to be able to pass it on. I'll tell you, Nancy, one tool that I find invaluable, it's called the Sustainable, Sustainable Growth Rate, SGR, Sustainable Growth Rate. question that I get, and I'm sure you get it as well from business owners, is how fast should I be growing my business? What, what is a safe rate of growth for my business? Is it 10%? Is it, is it 50%? Just, 
So the sustainable growth rate helps businesses determine what is that safe rate of growth given a certain profit margin, given a certain amount of risk that they're willing to take, you know, debt versus equity, and given the nature of their balance sheet, uh, they plug in a few numbers, and it will tell them here is a safe rate of growth. And it's kind of like when I'm on the interstate and I see a, a sign that says 65 miles an hour, and I can either obey that, I can either go 65 miles an hour, or I could go faster, or heaven forbid, I should go slower. It's the same thing for business owners. The sustainable growth rate helps them figure out what is that safe rate of growth, knowing that if they want to go faster, they can, but they do that taking on additional risks. So I, I love the sustainable growth rate, and I would recommend that to your listeners. Those are great tips. And also tell people about your books. Who should read them? Where can they find yeah. them? Yeah, I wrote the first book, I think it was five years ago, Small Business Matters. And uh, it's, I've been writing a newsletter for small business owners for 20 years. It's also called Small Business Matters. And for the book, I just took what, what I've heard are the, the, the favorite articles that I've written, and I put those together into a book, published it, and I've been very fortunate that the book's done well, and, and I love being able to share it with others. And then as I continued to write articles, I decided to publish a second book, and that book is called Small Business Matters and All That Jazz. It's a tribute to the city of New Orleans where I got my education at Tulane University, and I met my wife in, in, in New Orleans as well. So I, it's a tribute to New Orleans. Again, it's just a collection of essays and articles about small business and Again, I love being able to share those with, with business owners. That's awesome. I actually browsed your website, and the blogs go back to several years. So there's all mm -hmm. sorts of stuff. It's nice that you compile that into one book. And do they buy that on Amazon or right from your website? Yeah, Nancy, either one. Both books are available on Amazon, and the books are available through my website as well. Awesome. Tim, are you ready for the fun question everybody gets on this podcast? I, I certainly am. All right. If you had one more hour in your day, Tim, 25 hours every day, how would you spend that extra hour? Uh, that's, a, that's a great question. Uh, I, would, I would read more. I have books stacked up. I can't get to them. And I, I try to devote a half an hour to an hour each day to reading but it's not enough. And if I had an extra hour, I would spend that time uh, trying to it just digest more reading if that's possible. That's a great answer. It's actually pretty common. That's my answer as well. I need to make yeah. time for reading because I so much great information. For people that would like to work more closely with you, we talked a little bit about one of your programs, but how else can they connect with you? Nancy, the best way is, is my website, which is uh, smallbusinessmattersonline.com, smallbusinessmattersonline.com. They can talk, contact me there. They can sign up for the newsletter. I'm happy to, to do a free consultation over the phone. If there's a way that I can help them, I'm happy to do that. And sometimes, sometimes it's just steering people to a resource, to an article, to a, to a tool, Sometimes it's 10 minutes over the phone, whatever I can do to help. That's awesome and definitely generous. Is there anything else you'd like to add that I didn't even think to ask you today? 
Uh, I don't know. You've asked some great questions. I, I think we've we've covered above and beyond what I what I like to be able to share. And, and I just thank you so much for allowing me the opportunity. Yeah, it's been great. How about this? How about if you leave us with a closing inspiration, maybe a quote that you like or a, uh, something you follow that keeps you motivated as a business owner yourself? Nancy, I guess what comes to mind is that is I think every business owner should have a mantra. Uh, uh, a saying, something that helps guide them both in good times and bad. Mine is I'm a tennis player, and, and I adopted this a number of years ago. My mantra is see it, hit it. See it, hit it. It's very simple. And in tennis, it's just, okay, don't overthink it. The ball's coming at you. Take a swing at it. You've done this 10,000 times. And I think the same tr- thing is true in business. We, sometimes we overthink, we overcomplicate. And so I'll tell myself sometimes, you know, in business, just see it, hit it. See an opportunity, take advantage of it. See a client, you know, help that client. Don't overthink it. So to your listeners, it would be just adopt a simple mantra, a mindset, something that just helps guide your your daily activity. I like that. Yours is really close to mine, Tim. Mine is doubt will take you out of action. Action will take you out of doubt. Oh, I love that. Yeah, meaning just do something. Don't just stand there mm-hmm. thinking about stuff. Do something, and then you can always course correct. But just standing there, you're just going to get more and more doubtful. Should I do this? Is this the right thing? And possibly talk yourself out of it while your competition races in and snags that opportunity. So very huh. similar, that's, huh? That's beautiful. I love it. Well, we could trade. You could take that one since I'm going to take <laughs> the king and the rich one. Yeah, you got it. Tim, thanks so much for being on our show. Lots of great tips, lots of great resources for listeners. Go get those tools, listeners, on his website because I've been playing around with the six or seven I looked at. They're amazing. Listeners, I am looking to speak on more online summits this year. Drop me an email introduction. If you know someone is looking for a business productivity expert, just nancy at nancygaines.com. And if you love this show, please subscribe rate, and review on iTunes. It helps other people find us. And until next time, go out and gain the advantage. You've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show, where you can gain the advantage. To schedule a VIP strategy day or speed consulting session with Nancy, connect with her on her website, nancygaines.com. That's nancy, G-A-I-N-E-S, dot com. On Twitter, Nancy L. Gaines. And on LinkedIn, Nancy Gaines. Be sure to check back on Nancy's website for new episodes. Until next time, you've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. Go out and gain the advantage.